this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. And if you're interested in having an extra show every week, Every Thursday, we release an extra bonus show for members only on the website. So if that interests you, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com and become a member today. Now, I want to let everybody know I had some fun this past weekend and I created a Christmas ugly sweater, or should I say an ugly Christmas sweater? Yeah, an ugly Christmas sweater. And it has to do with an up and coming episode that we're going to be broadcasting in December, December 17th, actually. We're going to be doing an interview talking about the Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy. Did he kill himself? Is he dead? Who killed him? What's going on behind the scenes of this whole thing when it comes to Jeffrey Epstein? And I created an ugly Christmas sweater kind of supporting that episode. So if you want to check it out, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the store section, and you'll see it in there. I want to let you know that this ugly Christmas sweater is only going to be for sale until December 31st. So if it interests you on purchasing it, I would hop on it fast because we are going to take it down for sale at the end of next month. Now, on today's show, we're going to be talking to Ryan, and it's a little bit of a different interview wherein the fact that I did not know much about Ryan before I sat down to talk to him. He sent me a very vague email. My wife saw it first. She talked to me about it. She said, this guy has a lifelong of abduction scenario, but that's pretty much all he said. Should I ask for more information? And I said, nope. 
I actually want to talk to this guy already because when somebody tells me they're being abducted their entire lives, I got to hear the story at least and make a decision afterwards whether I think it's show worthy or not. Well, obviously, I think it's show worthy because we're airing it today. Ryan comes on to talk about his experiences when it comes to feeling like he's been abducted his entire life. And we're going to get into that right after the trailer for this coming Thursday's member episode. And I'm actually really excited about playing it because it means the return of my producer, Dalton. Dalton took a few weeks off from producing these member episode trailers because he actually lost a very close friend of his. In fact, it's his best friend. And I wanted to give him his space. And I'm really excited that Dalton has made a return to the show. And as his return to the show comes... He is bringing a great members episode trailer. So let's go get to it right now. What I really want to do is I want to talk to you about uh, this entity that seems to have been following you. And it, to me, it sounded like you were um, being taunted by this. And it seems like as soon as you started stepping into it, it lost its motivation to taunt you. Like it was getting off on the fact that it was scaring you. Uh, is that how you feel? Uh, kind of not really. He uh, is actually in the room with me right now. I can feel him. It's It's something that like... It's like a thing that just follows me throughout my life. Like, we've moved houses and it's been following me and following me. You know, I feel like it's something that is waiting for the moment still to just destroy me. Like, whether I, whether it, you know, taunts me so much where I commit suicide or just physically destroys me. And I know right now, you know, it's like that, you know, you watch some of these shows and it's like the person with the sixth sense, you know, they have the telekinesis or whatever they have that like spiritual superpower or whatever well I, I honestly think this thing knows that I have this ability to just like crush like I could just crush like evil in a sense like that's kind of how I feel like my job is like it's a good versus evil like God gives some of these people like this power for whatever reason you know I don't really know the reason I don't understand the reason I'm not a perfect person so I think this thing is trying to destroy something that knows it can destroy it. So it's like defending itself, kind of, if that makes sense. So it's in the room with you right now? Yeah, no, it's in the room with me right now. I actually saw it in the back. I'm by a computer screen. The computer screen's off, and I saw it fade in and out of the wall behind me, like, for about 10 seconds while I was on the phone with you. I'm, I'm, see, I'm waiting for it to, like, turn off my phone because it's done that before. I actually had pictures of it on one of my phones and it deleted them off my phone. Like completely deleted it. Do, do you ever feel like it is trying to possess you in some, some way? It's obviously interacting with you internally uh, through your dreams. Um, do you ever feel like this is actually going uh, to a place where it's actually trying to uh, house itself inside of you? Um, no, I don't think so. You know, because it does seem to house itself within my house somewhere. Like, if, like, it won't be, like, if I leave the house, like, it's not there, you know, it's not, like, with me, like, in the car. 
but it, when I come back to the house, like it's back in the house. Like, so it's gone from both houses in Ohio to like the one in South Carolina that I live in now. All right, today we got Ryan on the show. Ryan, how you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. So uh, you're an interesting guy, man. So I hear <laughs> you, um, you've been dealing with a, a lifelong abductee scenario. And, you know, when you shot us an email with your experience, uh, you really didn't go into a whole lot of details. And my wife usually goes through the emails before I get to them. And she mentioned your email to me and she said, do you want more information? Or she actually, she said to me that she was about to send you an email asking for more information. And I told her, I said, now don't even bother. I said, I want to talk to this guy because uh, just the way you described it in the email, uh, you, you said that it was a lifelong abduction, abduction scenario. I was like, you know what? Let me just talk to this guy and see what he has to say. So uh, we're going into this one, uh, not knowing a whole lot about your story, but I'm very excited about talking to you because of the fact that you know this is something you've been dealing with your whole life and you just recently started coming out and talking to people about it. So uh, without any further delay in your story stuff, man, could you please share with us what you started experiencing when you started experiencing it and just kind of walk us into some of these scenarios you've been going through? Yeah. Okay. So, um, at first, uh, the first, like, I guess, uh, conscious, like recollection of anything was around, uh, 2003. Now I later on, started like with most abductees and anything in the paranormal there was a lot of signs early on in life but they really didn't uh i really didn't think much about them till later on so i'll just get to it uh kind of the first thing that was pretty uh crazy that uh, i, I got like over the top thing that ever happened and that was around uh 2003 i was going to um blockbuster video if anybody remembers those <laughs> with a uh, uh with a, a friend of mine and uh, one of his friends and we were going down the road and uh, we saw three, three lights in the sky and uh, like kind of like balls of light. And they were, they would, they would join together and then they would shoot back out uh, all, all different, uh, different ways. They would come back and form. Then they would uh, 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 disband again and then come back. And we watched this for, about an eight mile drive till we got to um blockbuster when we got there a lot of the people inside came out and they were watching it too um and that was the first thing that kind of uh that kind of uh, sprung my curiosity but what was weird about that um event when i look back is when we were watching that going down the road um nobody nobody really spoke about it we weren't like in awe like we kind of came to be later um, it was just a real quiet moment, and um, I always thought that was kind of strange. But um, never um, thought much about it after that. And I also want to point out that anything UFO-related, paranormal, I never had an interest in. I didn't. I didn't. I was just indifferent. I didn't look it up. I didn't have no curiosity about it. I didn't read books, watch movies, yada yada yada. So I went on. Uh, you know, pretty much about my day in life. And around about two, two, three years later, I was living with my, um, my um, current uh, wife at the time. And uh, this was in a little town called uh, China Grove. It's also in North Carolina. And we were staying with her mom. And uh, 
right beside our bedroom in the back was probably a few trees and then about 10 foot past that was an open, um, open field. Um, so one night, uh, it's probably around three in the morning. I woke up and I was in this weird, uh, kind of like fog. Um, the sound was, was different. Uh, it's like, I couldn't hear anything if that makes sense. I uh, just remember being really thirsty and I'm getting up out of bed. I'm seeing my, uh, my wife at the time, she's sitting there, she's asleep. And then I'm a really drowsy feeling. Um, then all of a sudden three, uh, balls of, of light come in. And I remember being like around the size, of like a softball. Uh, I was really close to the window where they came in at probably just, 10 feet away on the other side of, of the of bedroom and they come in, they come in really slowly. They just come straight through the glass. Um, they were, they were transparent. Uh, when they went in front of the TV, I could still see the TV behind them. And then that was just like one scene. Uh, the next thing I remember was just like a cut scene. And that's, um, uh, that's me. Um, feeling like I'm choking and suffocating. And then I look to my left and I see a being probably three and a half foot tall standing by my wife straight ahead. Um, where the TV would be, I see one standing there again. They're like sort of transparent. I can see through them at the same height. Then there's one completely on top of me and he is, uh, it is six inches from my face, just staring. And this is this is what would be your typical, what they call gray, black eyes, uh, uh, you know, slanted big black eyes. Just the typical, the typical what what we know now to be as as grays. And um, what was weird is, it wasn't sitting on me like straddling me. It was as if it was standing up on the floor and it was coming through the bed. So I'm laying on the bed and it's almost like it's coming out of my stomach, standing up. If that makes sense. And, uh, it's, uh, it's this, I can feel it, uh, paralyzing me just by its, uh, look. And I've never, I've never experienced no kind of fear like that. And, uh, ever not before or anything, anything comes close to, just that just that looking at me um uh i can't move uh, I'm, I'm i feel like i'm barely able to uh move move my finger and just i can move my eyes a little bit i can see that um my my, my wife at the time as she is being subdued i guess there's there, there's a being standing by her and obviously it's got some kind of control with her and then um uh, next thing i know uh I wake up and I wake up and I don't at the moment, I don't have no memory of that. I just get up. It's like five o'clock, 5 a.m. I get up and I go get something to drink and I come back and I go to bed and I don't think nothing of it. Um, I started, um, uh, you know, researching, uh, what was going on with me, uh, uh, you know, with that event, and I started seeing that a lot of people, you know, I've never met had similar stories with, uh, uh, 
with uh, like light coming through the room and, and not being able to move. You know, this was all new to me. Now it's all like common, you know, abduction, a uh, baseline on all like abduction. But at the time, you know, this was this was completely new to me, and I was I was just finding it all. And it it really made me. It was really scary because I knew this was real because people I've never met right drawn the same descriptions because I had drawn drawings and uh from that from that particular event and I can uh, send them over if you like it. And um so I was just I was scared but I was more curious uh of what was going on more than anything. Um that next that next night um I asked I asked my wife if she remembered anything. Um to anything funny about the night she said no um and i kind of didn't even speak to her about it i know some people would be like well how would you not tell nobody i can't explain it but um as much as it's a shock when it's when it's happening it's like uh it's like you're almost um it's like they put some like hold on you to not really talk much about it immediately or in the moment or afterward i can't explain that but I kind of just stayed to myself, um, uh, trying to, trying to learn about it. Um, so that was around, that was around 2006. Um, uh, around 2007, uh, we moved to Florida, Sarasota, Florida. And on the way down there, and this was in a U-Haul truck and on the way down, we stopped at a rest stop in, um, Georgia. And, Again, I, I woke up just feeling kind of out of it, the same being on top of me again. Um, and this was in in a U-Haul van. And I was like, you know, I knew that it, 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 this was like a phenomenon. It didn't matter where you were. This this wasn't like just for one location I was at. Like, this could, this could be anywhere. And, and I also can't explain that. I could tell it was the same exact being that was on top that was on top of me before um nothing nothing uh telepathic was said but i just i knew it was the same one and that was also just like uh just a real quick scene and then and then it was over didn't didn't speak about it um to to no one again and um also want to point out when i started um researching um this stuff and when i would go back and uh uh think about that that first event when i would see the uh the lights coming in and then the next thing i know i would see them i later found out and any of your audience who's, who's had suffered from abduction or whatever they want to call it contact me um and if you're ever wondering if you've been abducted i'm not trying to be pessimistic here but if if typically if you see them that means you're being brought back. That's never, that's never like before you leave. So me seeing the balls of light is, is them, is them coming and me seeing them is them leaving and pretty much flashing my brain or whatever. And that's exactly what it felt like. And that's what research has, has pretty much shown that I've, that I've read up on it. So, um, and these kind of, those kind of um, encounter scenarios happened um, a few more times, and it, it, it was inconsistent. It was pretty much peppered throughout my life. Um, um, that first one being the most most traumatic. The other ones were always this them leaving, 
And um, I've never um, done re- regression therapy, but uh, I actually found found a woman in my area that I'm, um, I pretty much made up my mind that I'm actually going to go see her because I am curious about about uh, what has happened uh, uh, in those moments that I can't remember. Um, uh, let's see uh, what else. Okay, so in between in between all this, I started having a, a lot of uh, strange uh, synchroni- synchronicities. Uh, at the time, me and my um, my wife, uh, we weren't together no more, and I was dating. Uh, it's kind of a, in, a bad marriage, kind of ended really bad. I started dating different uh, girls and this that, and um, just being single because we were married for a while, and every girl that I would talk to or go on dates with would always have an owl tattoo. And it got to the point that I would be able to guess if, if a girl had one before I even asked, it would just be like, it would just be fun. I'd be like, uh, do you have an owl tattoo? And they would always be taken back. And, and I have proof of all this. This was like five or six, five or six different women who had owl tattoos. And I didn't, I didn't think that I was just, okay, that's crazy. Well, as you know, your knowledge of the paranormal evolves and, you know, I'm, I'm looking more into, into the phenomenon. I come across, uh, the author, Mike Clellan and his book, um, owls, UFOs and, uh, abduction phenomenon. I believe it's called, I could be wrong. And I remember the hair stood up on my arm because, I was seeing all these connections to, to, to people I was just randomly meeting who had these owl tattoos. And also, they also shared um, ab- abduction stories, too. And that was me not searching these people out for that. This is random occurrence that they would have a UFO story and they would have an owl tattoo. And I don't know what that means, but after reading uh, you know, his book, I just thought, you know, there's something there. I don't know what it is, but it's 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 something uh, something very strange. And uh, as far as anything that happened in my life before before that first encounter, like I said, looking back, I see a lot of weird things I don't think were normal about my childhood. Um, I used to always um, dream. I don't know if it's dreaming or astral projection, but when I, you know, later on research this, a lot of people lead to that. And I would always come up out of my body. This is like eight, nine years old for years after I would come up out of my body and just float through the ceiling. And I would, I would fly around my, my neighborhood and there would always be this, uh, what would feel like this invisible force, uh, or some books like a cord, that I could never get away from my body completely. So I wouldn't float away if that makes any sense. And I would always come back to my body. This was like the most reoccurring dream that I ever experienced. All right, let's talk about a sponsor for today's show, which is Euphoric. Euphoric is a CBD chewing gum. A CBD chewing gum, believe it or not. I love the fact that we have a CBD chewing gum as a sponsor for today's show. 
because I am a big proponent and supporter of CBD oils, CBD chewing gum, CBD in general. There's a lot of health benefits when it comes to CBD. It can relieve pain. It can reduce anxiety. It can reduce depression. It can alleviate cancer-related symptoms. There's a lot of benefits when it comes to CBD. And I'm really glad that Euphoric has a way of giving you CBD in gum form. In fact, Euphoric Hemp Oil Infused Chewing Gum has the best absorption rate on the market, 84%. That's 50% greater than any other product. And some of the other benefits when it comes to Euphoric is, yes, you don't have a high after you chew this gum. It's legal in all 50 states. It's certified vegan, gluten-free, sugar-free, non-GMO. There's a lot of great benefits of chewing Euphoric Gum. You only need to try Euphoric once to see what all the fuss is about. To prove it, Euphoric is offering a special podcast exclusive to our listeners. All monthly purchases are 15% off and shipping is always free. Just visit ChewChillEnjoy.com to take advantage of this special limited time offer. That website again is ChewChillEnjoy.com for 15% off your monthly purchase plus free shipping. Now let's get back to the show. Well, I've definitely heard of that before when it comes to like astral projection, out-of-body experiences, uh, people talking about like, I don't know if it's a visible cord or if it's, you know, just this feeling, but just this feeling of uh, being still connected to your body. And it's like, you can, you'll always find your way back. Uh and as far as you being a kid and having out-of-body experiences, uh, that's something that, you know, happens to, not, I wouldn't say a lot of kids, but there are plenty of children who have had out-of-body experiences and they didn't ask for it. They didn't, weren't in control of it. It just was happening. And that happens to, you know, any, anybody really, kids, adults. And uh, it's something that kind of freaks me out because it tells me that you're not in control of some of these experiences. Uh on that level. And it could be, for me, scary. Were you ever scared during these, you know, out-of-body experiences or was it oh, something where you Oh, just, yeah. You were? Yes, 100%. Um, and how I knew I was, I always felt like this connection where I wouldn't get lost in my body is when I would always come back. I would always be like a sucking, a sucking uh, power that would come slamming back into my bed and in my body. And every time that I would hit my body, I would wake up screaming and uh, just bloody murder. I mean, my mom would tell the story better than me. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was it was uh, it was terrifying. And um, you know, I also um, there were, I would always always see um, owls outside my um, my window too. And these were things like I said, they weren't funny until later on that they make me kind of kind of wonder. Like always in areas that that, that that shouldn't even been populated with, with them. Yeah, there's something with the owl too. I mean, I've definitely heard of, you know, obviously there's an occultic connection to, you know, owls, but there's also this UFO abductee connection too. And you're the first person that I've actually talked to uh, in person that has made that connection and has had that experience. But I've definitely heard of, you know, owls showing up synchronicity with the synchronicity of people who are being 
abducted uh, by UFOs, yeah. extraterrestrials, whatever you want to say the abduction is happening with. Uh, what what do you think uh, the significance of the owl is? Do you have any ideas? Uh, I've thought about that a lot. Uh, I don't know. There's the whole uh, screen, screen uh, memory thing where people... Uh, see them right before they're about to get abducted. I think that's, that's a possibility. But in, in my, in my case, it's always been if, whether I see a real owl or owls uh, on a, on a billboard, a bumper sticker, uh, a girl that I'm talking to has a tattoo. There's always this like, uh, this connection to, to the paranormal with it, whether, uh, see the tattoo that I immediately just a random occurrence, uh, engage in a conversation about something that has to do with the phenomenon, uh, you know, all unwarranted stuff. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the definite answer, but there is, there is some, some, some strong connection. To it, you know? I think, uh, Mike Clellan and his research on it is, is kind of, kind of showing that. And, and even he doesn't know, but there is, there is some correlation, but I'm not sure. I also have this, and I asked my mom about this. I have this memory. It's just a memory as a child, and I carried it all as, as an adult of a very big owl, like a three foot tall owl, um, coming down uh, and picking up uh, our dog as a as a as a child. I remember this <clears throat> and dropping it. <clears throat> And nobody in in my family or anybody uh, recalls this memory with me. So I, I, I don't know if it was subconscious or what, but I've always just had this memory of a very, very big owl that was, you know, later on, you know, I was thinking, no owls are this big. This was an all-white owl. It's just, you know, weird stuff like that. You know, this is, again, this would all be before I have any curiosity about, about this stuff. Right. And then, you know, um, through after the, uh, first initial, which I believe was, um, was an abduction. I know I, definitely a contact, but I truly believe that I was taken, um, just by on the research I've seen with, with other people. But ever since then also just not just the synchronicities, but, uh, like psychic moments, like, um, anytime somebody's on my mind or I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about somebody or anything like that. I'm con I'm going to get a call. I'm going to get a text. I'm going to run into them. Um, just, just weird, strange stuff like that. And here's, here's some of the off the wall synchronicities that if, if you could calm down, I don't know. Uh, after living in Florida, I came back to North Carolina and I had some neighbors that I became friends with and there's some other people in the city. Well, when I moved back to North Carolina, you know, 700 miles away, I'm at a gas station by my house and I see this uh, paramedic come in and, uh, I, she, the girl looked familiar. She was in front of me at the cash register and she turned around and recognized her. She was my neighbor in Florida. I mean, you could go anywhere. The odds of meeting somebody that far away, I mean, are one in whatever the you know, population is, you know, to, to them, to them be working right in my city. Uh, and then another friend that I had down there ended up being my, being my neighbor, like two months later without us being in communication with, with, with ourselves or anything. 
and, and this was all all like around the same time. I mean, that's just those are just crazy odds. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of synchronicities, and it's one of those things where. Uh, the person going through it, you have to be left with the decision to, do I make something of this or is this just a coincidence and I'm just, I'm losing my mind, you know? Uh, it, it's, and that's where I understand where you're talking about earlier, where it's like, you know, the idea of uh, talking to people and not talking to people, it, it's gotta be hard to, you know, come out and just, you know, be like, this is what happened. This is what's going on. I know it sounds crazy and maybe it is a little crazy. I don't know, but, uh, this is what's going on. It, it's gotta be hard to talk about it, you know, publicly. Uh, oh yeah. And you know, uh, the last relationship I had, you know, I, uh, you know, somebody that you're with and you really feel like you can t- tell everything to, and, and I did, and she just wasn't, uh, ever really, you know, open to the idea. So, you know, it wasn't just like, chastise me for it or anything like that but i knew just after a couple conversations this ain't something i can talk about with this person and you know kind of kept it to you know to myself i I told some close friends and and that's when i found out you know sometimes by talking to people typically they may share a similar story and that's that's kind of what i started noticing people don't just you know, people you interact with on a daily basis aren't just walking around with shirts on saying, hey, you know, talk talk to me about this. But once you do, a lot of the times you'll find out that a lot of people have had experiences. They just, uh, you know, they're just kind of waiting for somebody else to maybe ask them if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. You know, this is kind of circling back around to what we were just talking about a few minutes ago. But uh, the idea of the owls, it just hit me. I'm sitting here thinking... I just talked to somebody yesterday and it just hit me now. I was talking to a guy who had, you know, some different experiences. Um, and, you know, it was, uh, they were, they were just various incidences, but his brother recalled seeing a UFO land on the foothill of their property, like a quarter mile away from their property. And, he also recalled his grandfather finding three to four foot tall owls in their barn. Isn't that weird? It's a synchronicity. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, not just the story is crazy enough, but just you, you coming across the story, like what yesterday? Yeah. I talked to him yesterday. Right. Exactly. And that's, and, and, and after, you know, I read Mike Cohn's book, that stuff kept snowballing into my life. Like again, it's important to know that it happened before, but because people, oh, you just like uh, you know suggesting stuff because you know you know whatever the lack of better word is, just because you read it. But a lot of the stuff happened before. It only started like multiplying afterwards, and it's like the more that you don't ignore it, you just kind of uh, I don't know, not maybe you don't embrace it, but you just kind of like all right, say the universe whatever is kind of winking and you just kind of, you just kind of going about your business. Like those things ca- happen more and more and more often. Where does that leave you now with all this stuff? I mean, are you, uh, are you in the middle of still being abducted in your mind or do you think that this is stuff that's kind of passed by in life? Um, the, the, again, so the last, the last time that I can consciously remember seeing anything like that, like in my room has been years ago, but I do want to add that, uh, my ex ex wife that I was with when I had my first experience, uh, 
she later on, after we went together, she told me that she used to have experiences too when she lived in uh, California. It's what me and her ever met. And, um, and it's just funny. She never told me then. I don't know. Maybe just she wouldn't keep it to herself. I mean, who knows? But uh, she had experiences all the time uh, where, you know, the same exact, you know, same attack, abduction scenario. One uh, one time she said that this when she had her daughter that uh, she woke up. Uh, her daughter, uh, she woke up it just in this like cloudy kind of twilight zone state, early morning, and uh, there's a being right there, and she could she could look down the hallway and see one standing by her doorway where her 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 child was. And she kept saying, you're not real, you're not real, you're not real. And telepathically, she said, it said, then watch this. And then the baby started crying. And this was like a, a story that when she told me, it like terrified the hell out of me. And I guess maybe that's why she didn't tell me originally. Because I was like kind of like, really confused about what was going on with me. But sometimes I wonder if by meeting her, um, if she was being abducted and studied on and researched and I kind of, I kind of got picked up by default. That always makes me wonder because I like the extreme paranormal stuff like UFOs. None of that stuff happened until after me and her were together. And it was nothing, nothing we ever talked about either, which is just strange. I mean, I have a little scenario like the, the stuff I mentioned when I was a child, but any of the UFO stuff, it was after. It was after me and her. And and honestly, most of it was most of it subsided after me and her broke up too. So I don't know what the heck that means, but is there any communication between the two of you anymore? Um no, um a couple years ago when I was uh I was looking up on MUFON to find uh because you could put in like the day and find if anybody's seen UFOs around this particular time. And I was trying to find the exact dates and time because she might remember. And I asked her about that event. I called her and, um, and we talked for a little bit and she, re- she remembers, uh, you know, these episodes and around the time. And, you know, she, I was able to, she was able to help me with a uh, lack of memory around that time. But um, that was it. Uh, she is um, from, uh, native native american descent and uh i've been told like that that's a that's a popular um a trait for abductees too i don't know if that's why she was abducted and then i was just because i was with her but i mean i don't know but yeah a lot of it just subsided after me and her um broke up yeah it's interesting I'd, i'd be interested to hear if she has experiences uh, to this day or, or what's going on with her. Uh, when you guys were moving to Florida, uh, and that whole thing happened, I mean, was that involving her? Um, uh, yes, yes. Okay. So do you think you were abducted like at that moment with the, uh, the U-Haul? Yeah. Um, I do. Um, just based on stuff I've read afterward, they don't, it's just, they don't just typically show up. It's usually just what I've read and, and, and people's regression that, you know, you're usually being brought back at that time. And I just feel it. I can't, it's just annoying that I know, um, that, that I was, that I was taken. And she was with the, with you in that situation, right? Like she was in the U-Haul? Yes. 
So do you think she was taken with you? Um, most likely, yeah. Okay. Now, and hopefully, I, you know, I'm thinking about, like I said, doing regression. I hope people who are against it, but I want to know more. I have a lot of conscious memory, so that's one reason why I want to delve into this because it's not like I don't have no memory at first, you know? I just want to know more. Okay, let's talk about the last sponsor for today's show, which is Purple. We've talked about Purple before because I've talked to you about my sleep patterns and how important it is to me to get better sleep. In fact, since the last time I talked to you about my sleep patterns, I've changed it up even more where now I go to bed earlier, but I get up much earlier to work on the show when I'm more energized and awake and ready to rock and roll. And I'm telling you, Purple is a big part of why that's possible. Purple is a scientifically proven company. This isn't just, hey, let's get a sack, put some cotton in there, put some nice soft stuff, and ship it out to people and call it a mattress. Nope. This is something that is scientifically done. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. In 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. The Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. The Purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while feeling really cool, plus it's breathable so it sleeps cool. Plus, you get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. And these mattresses are backed by a 10-year warranty. There's free shipping returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CONFESS to 84888. The only way to get the free pillow is to text CONFESS to 84888. That's C-O-N-F-E-S-S to 84888. Now let's get back to the show. Do you think that there's, I guess, a time travel situation going on here then where they abduct you and then they put you back in your truck while you're, because well, you were driving, right? No, this was actually at a, at a truck stop. We were all sleeping. I got you. Okay. That's where I was. Yeah. Confused. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. even that, did you have any lost time experience? Um, no, not that I can remember because I never really you know paid attention to what time it was when I kind of, uh, you know, didn't like kind of like when you wake up in, in these scenarios, you don't really have, can't really get your bearings. And that first scenario that happened when I seen the uh, the light orbs coming through the window, I did uh, straight ahead was the TV and alarm clock. And I seen that it was like three or 4 a.m. And then I remember like the next scene when I seen them and then I'm waking up, I remember it saying four, uh, 5 a.m. So that was like the only time I was able to actually see. And it was just a split second difference, and then time, two hours that went by. There was another pretty 
like I said, most of them have been just that where I see them uh, right in front of my face, usually one for each person who may be with me. Um, and, you know, just kind of like the put so much fear in me and then boom, it's over with. But there was, um, there was another time, uh, when living in Florida where <clears throat> I woke up and went to go to the bathroom and to go to the bathroom, I had to, um, walk, walk past the living room, walk past the kitchen and through the kitchen, it was the bathroom. So I go in there and I do remember this was like around the same time. It's like 3 a.m. Uh, I go in, I go in the bathroom, use the bathroom. I go to open the door and it won't open. And, um, kind of fidgeting with it. I think it was like that. I locked myself in here somehow. And finally uh, it opens. And when I open the door, I should be seeing, um, the refrigerator and, and part of the kitchen straight ahead. But, um, but I, I, do, I don't see this anymore. I see, uh, everything is in like a reddish, Oranges haze. Uh, the floor is dirt, and there is um, a couple tables coming out of the uh, coming out of the ground. Uh, the, the the floor, sorry. Um, uh, metallic metallic tables. There's at least two. One straight ahead of me. And when I'm walking out of this bathroom, again, I'm in this twilight zone moment again. I'm not freaking out. Uh, Sound is gone. There's no sound again. Uh, straight ahead to its back to her, towards me is a being in, in a robe. Um, and uh, um, I can't remember if I'm like, I don't remember walking up on it. I just remember, again, it's like it's like the scenes change. And then it's turned around. And this would be what, uh, what a duck used to call like uh, mantids or praying mantis. That's exactly what that's exactly what it looks like. It wasn't as tall as other people described. This was like probably six foot, and it was the, the most horrifying thing I ever seen in my life. And it turned around again. I had this, I had this robe on that was really old, uh, old in the sense that not the time period, but it was really weathered too. Um, and it was uh, telepathically. Uh, it said it's time and it took its uh, long spindly finger and touched the middle of my head. And next thing I know, I remember falling kind of out of the door in my closet onto my uh, bedroom floor, like falling through the door of the closet back in my bedroom. And then uh, I don't really remember anything else after that. That was another crazy story. You weren't originally in the bedroom, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got up. Uh, I got up. I had to go pee. Went up. Went to the uh, bathroom. When I walked out of the bathroom, that m- my house was not there. And then after it touched me on the head, I was back in my bedroom, but in my closet, falling out of, like, uh, the door. Kind of, like, just kind of falling out of the door. Like, uh, I get opening, like, me just kind of falling out. Okay. Just remember, like, and then kind of waking up as a, as a, as a, uh, as a fail, pretty much like kind of like to my knees. And then, uh, I do remember a little bit after that, I was kind of startled. I went into the living room and, um, I had a cigarette. It's kind of my nerves were sh- uh, shook up. And then I went to bed. 
I wasn't telling talking to nobody about this stuff either around this time. But that was that was pretty um and it's weird because I never had issues, um uh like real traumatic issues about being able to go to sleep, you know, thinking about when it was gonna happen. I always thought that was but every now and again if if I got it into my head I would have issues like, you know, but pretty much my life would always just return to normal. I wouldn't really think much about it. Um, but, uh, here in the, here in the last few years, I, you know, researching more, uh, meeting more people who share these experiences and stuff. It's, it's, it's really got me intrigued again, but yeah, like most of the stuff has subsided with, with me. Um, I have, uh, two kids now. Um, and, just being a dad, but I'm still really curious about this whole phenomenon and you know what that all what that all meant. Uh, I wonder if it does it happen to my kids. I mean, that, that that's kind of the stuff I think of now. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, if I was going through these things, I'd be worried about you know my kids as well. I mean, even with what I do and stuff, I'm always very careful as to you know what's going on in my own home uh, because you know I got a kid now and I don't want him being affected by anything negative. Uh, so far, so good. So far, we've been pretty well protected spiritually at the house. Uh, but you know, that's a big that's a big concern. That's a big concern, and it's something oh, that yeah. isn't isn't uh, too far fetched to be concerned about because a lot of times people who are dealing with abduction scenarios, their parents have experienced similar things and their children tend to have some kind of experiences. I, I talked to a lady uh, a couple of weeks ago who she was dealing with a lot of paranormal type stuff. And uh, it turns out her son started drawing pictures of what she saw in her bedroom that it was attacking her. So clearly these <clears throat> things were presenting themselves to her child as well. And so, I mean, it's definitely something to be concerned about and to look into and be alert about. Uh, what do you think this whole thing is though? I mean, the whole push behind the idea of abductions and, you know, extraterrestrials abducting human beings and stuff. I mean, you've had time to think about it. Why do you think this is going on? Do you ever get a sense to what's going on or, and, and why? Um, no, that's the, the million dollar question. I guess the, the why, but I've started, um, just looking back and like connecting dots. This is my own opinion. And I share this you know, with other abductees and, and, and not so much, uh, uh, contactees, but, um, that's that, um, and anybody who's had this happen will tell you there's this um, there's this this knowing when you're in the in their presence that they come across as um, not totally biological. Um, they just they're robotic almost, like like almost some kind of mix. And I don't know, I can't even put into words how how you know, I kind of feel that way. It's just that you know. Um, Anytime I would have a thought in my mind and they would kind of answer it, um, it was always, it just seemed like out of a, a computer database of like common responses or something. It was never nothing that seemed um, genuine. It just seemed like, like an automatic uh, email response kind of thing. I mean... It, it just it just didn't seem something that was um like biological. I know a lot of people say, you know, they're uh 
you know, I guess this horrible bedside manner they have. And that's where a lot of people think, you know, they, that they are malicious. Um, and that's a whole nother thing, whether it's good or bad, but, um, that I don't know. I think that's, that's above us to even understand, but I just, I just feel that it's, it's the responses that, that they've, and the simple words they gave me and, and, and other abductees is that they, they just seem sort of Android like, um, I don't know if you know who, um, what's his name? Uh, Daryl Sims, uh, the big uh, ufologist for like 40 years now, but he, yeah. he seems to think the same that they're, that they're clones, um, or, uh, manufactured. Uh, and it, but I do want to point out that usually cause there, there's, there's three or four always presented and one that's a little taller that you're typically dealing with one-on-one or in my case, that one usually, seems more real if that makes sense and everything else seems like 100 percent cloned uh i don't know really answer your question but that's just one part i want to add is that it it i don't know if they really have to come across space and time as advanced as they are i don't know if they send it just seems like like a surrogate thing or it's uh some sort of been in space and time and they're actually where they are at and here at the same time or i don't know but i don't as far as maybe the agenda um and i'm not a pessimistic person but i've never felt good about it uh and that's because i feel like if you're highly intelligent and you that's just this is like us as humans if we're more intelligent than than uh, animals beneath us then we we have a responsibility by, ha- by by being gifted that intelligence and that's by being kind and, and I know all humans don't do this but um, you know we don't have dominion over everything like well we shouldn't anyway uh, and if they're that if extraterrestrials are that intelligent then they could do things to not be um, to not come across as uh, be it feeling uh, kidnapped uh, um, violated uh, everything that just it's not in the category of good, and I feel like if if, if they're so just so intelligent, they have these capabilities. But for the most part, you, you just don't you just don't hear about it. And I and I think that people who have honestly that have sometimes good experiences, I think that's all BS. I think they tell you tell you what they what you want to hear, and it's usually. A basic, uh, you'll be fine. You're okay. I mean, this is what they they always say. Doesn't seem genuine. Doesn't seem real. Yeah, I think people who have good experiences and stuff. I mean, maybe if it is BS, maybe that's just the memories that they have, though. You know, maybe that they that because I mean, if these things are abducting people, maybe they have not even maybe they probably do have the ability to adjust your memory and adjust what you think. And all that stuff. So, I mean, it might be just a reflection as to what was implanted into their memories. Yes, exactly. But just the basic act of being taken is is, oh, I see. is yeah. not cool. It's not cool. So, whether, you know, and I get it, you know, sometimes if a traumatic thing happens, you do need to walk away with, all right, what was the benefits in this? Because you have to live with it. So, you do need to define that, but you can't disregard that, um, being taken against your will. And I know there's some people who said, 
that this theory that we made an, an agreement before we came here, okay? My only problem to do some to do some mission or something. My only problem with that is if you can't consciously recall it, then it does it doesn't count in my books. If I don't remember making some deal, then it, it doesn't it doesn't count. I mean, that doesn't give you a right to to take people, uh, take people's children, and I don't know if you're if you're so highly involved and there's better ways of doing this, but you know. Those kind of questions are just kind of like never ending. That's kind of the pursuit of all this. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of questions. And the problem is uh, there's a lot of people with opinions and opinions differ and people get so set in the in the nature of their opinions and that, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. That doesn't line up with right. what I think and what I believe. And it's like, just because you think something, just because you believe something doesn't mean what you think and believe is right or all right. And it, it, it might be just partly right. And there might be somebody out there in the world that has another piece of the puzzle that you can use to really get a full picture as to what's going on. But uh, when, when dealing with this stuff, the more time that, that goes on, the more I see that this affects people on a very deep level, people who are abducted, but even people who aren't abducted, but just looking into the topics and we all formulate our own thoughts and opinions. And sometimes uh, we get so caught up in what we believe that we're, we now have turned off other people's stories, other people's experiences, their opinions, because it doesn't line up with what they already come into the situation, quote unquote, knowing. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's why, um, always anything that it's an opinion of, of, of mine now, that's not kind of set in stone because I might very well years from now look at this different. And, you know, because there is no answers. I mean, that we are, we are like a little piece of the puzzle. That's why it's always important to, uh, to listen to others. I'm not totally saying, you know, for example, that, that they're, that they're bad or good. I just, just want to, um, just want to know more. And, and one benefit that I can, take away from all this the biggest thing was that it really even after a lot of the contact subsided it opened me up to to the realm of of all things possible in this world my curiosity for for so much other stuff um you know quote unquote going down the rabbit hole and finding out so much other stuff that you know maybe we're never taught in school um you know good things bad things everything and uh you know, it's some it's some, it's some amazing stuff out there that we can't make sense of, and it's some terrifying stuff. But I truly believe that uh, knowledge is power, and and you know, for for people who have experienced anything like this, it's it's kind of a, a blessing, uh, and, and somewhat because kind of the veil is kind of lifted a little bit, and you start seeing um, the world and how it is that it's not this this you know rat race that you think you know the grind every day going to work family like it's it's bigger than that and so i i look at you know my experiences is leading me to like open those doors and just seeing how you know crazy um you know the world is yeah and and let me clarify with you i i agree with you i don't think abductions are positive scenarios i personally do oh, yeah. not believe that from the outside looking in as far as i know i don't think i don't think i've been abducted um but looking at the scenario and looking at people's stories, I don't think it's a good thing. And and anytime somebody is taken against their will, I don't look at it as a good thing. When something's coming into somebody's house in the middle of the night and taking them without 
their permission. It's not a good thing. Kidnapping isn't a good thing. And so I I don't view abductions as a positive uh, thing or anything like that. Um, I just, when it comes to these things, I try to keep an open mind and hear everybody out. And that gets me in hot water with a lot of different communities. Uh, even, you know, my faith is, I'm a Christian. And, and so I get in hot water with other Christians obtaining thoughts about certain things that Christians don't typically believe. And it's like, I don't think God would be upset with me exploring knowledge and exploring thought and and all that. Because if God is who he says he is, then all knowledge and truth should lead back to him in some way or another. And so right. I, I, I don't fear exploring uh, things and, and, and opening myself up to other people's opinions and other thought concepts and stuff. Because uh, I, for me, the curiosity of life leads there. And if I if I don't go where I'm curious, I'm just gonna be a bored human being hating life. So <laughs> I try to. Uh, You're right, man. But as far as you go, man, I mean, I, I hats off to you because um, you know going through what you went through and then diving into it and looking into it more and more. Uh, so I don't think some people would have the guts to do that. I think they would feel like they're gonna attract more attention if they did that. Yeah, and uh, I I have these moments where you know every oh i'll be on this kind of uh uh this kind of moment where i'm always you know you know researching stuff looking stuff up um you know just evolving my knowledge and curiosity uh of it and then there'll be times where i'll think that i'll get my moments where i think you know like a lot of people say anytime you um you look at the uh paranormal and starts looking back kind of thing and i truly believe that um so i have my moments where i'm not uh, i don't get stuck on you know this all the time but then you know for like an entire year it'll be all it'll be all consuming because i'll think back at the stuff that's happened to me and that's kind of where i'm at now with uh wanting to do this uh regression thing again i'm at this moment where i want to know more again because i mean it is it just doesn't fit you know, our, our realm of possibility, what we're taught. So every, you know, I get, I get used to what happened to me, but then there'll be days I'll just be sitting in traffic and I'll think like, holy hell, like that's, that, this is crazy as hell. Like I, I need, I want to know more. I'd be happy to, uh, to update you once um, I go through with this, uh, regression thing. Cause I've already talked to, uh, the woman, she's been doing it for like 20 years. Uh, and, I've looked around for for years trying to find the right person. So, be happy to let you know how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I was going to ask you where you're at with the whole regression thing. I mean, because it's got to be hard to find somebody who can do regression therapy and then also uh, be willing to do regression th- therapy for somebody who was supposedly abducted. You know, what I mean, it's got to be hard to find somebody yeah. that fits the bill. Yeah, that that's that was. And I've looked years before, and that's what I would always run into. And uh, I asked, um, I talked back and forth for like a week or so with uh, uh, Daryl Sims, and I was pretty much asking him um, where how to go about that. And you know, he gave me some some pointers and point me in the right direction. And it was pretty much, um, you know, anybody that's looking for that, it's just somebody who has a lot of, ex- not necessarily just in ufology just um years of experience doing regression and a typical uh therapist who 
um, is into, um, you know, are open to, you know, spirituality, uh, uh, any, anything that's anything like that. It's not your typical, you know, just, I got, uh, I got certified, certified to be a therapist type person. Like they need to be somebody who's, who's open to these possibilities. And, um, because I mean, that's, that's what you're going to want. And then them having an experience and, and that's, that's what I, that's what I found. Um, typically the, the, the therapists who do, you know, past life regression, just by default, they're already open to a lot of things. Uh, I mean, they're doing regression for you to remember a past life, you know, I mean, they're already open to possibilities of a lot of stuff. So, I mean, the, the, the therapists who just do, um, you know, uh, regression for like, you know, post-traumatic stress, uh, for just, uh, um, you know, like, I don't want to say simple, but small things like that, they, you know, they're probably not best suited, but you know, the ones to do the, the, the past life regression and have years experience doing that, that's, that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to want to go from what, I, from what I've been told. Yeah. I mean, I've never done regression therapy. I never had a need to, but, <laughs> uh, I've actually talked to, uh, some, some actual regression therapists and, uh, actually a friend of mine, uh, he, he actually does hypnosis or at least he used to do hypnosis, which is not exactly the same thing, but it's similar. And, um, you know, interesting stuff though, nonetheless, uh, Ryan, man, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences, man. And, uh, you know, appreciate it, man. If anybody reaches out to me, you know, that wants to be in touch with you and let you know, you know, information that they have or whatever, I'll be happy to pass on their information to you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you want, um, I don't know what best email, but uh, you just let me know with the one you have for me. I'll send you some uh, photos of the original like drawings I took of uh, the like the first uh, encounters that I experienced. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you send me an email with that. Uh, I would be happy to post those on the show notes if yeah. it's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. Awesome, man. Well, uh, dude, I look forward to that email, and thanks for coming on and talking. All right, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, email, water coolers. I don't care where you share the show. Just share the show so other people can enjoy it just as much as you do. And I greatly appreciate you sharing it. And also, I want to let you guys know we are going to be dropping a new beard oil scent coming very soon. Probably the first week of December. It's going to be a Christmas scent, and we're going to be calling it The Yeti. So so look out for that all you fellas using the beard oil making sure your beards smell good look great nice and shiny and smooth i hope you guys are enjoying the beard oils we have already provided to you and until next week stay safe take care and remember the truth will set you free but first it'll piss you off bye
Yeah, yeah. 